What's going on, all my podcasters? See Jizzle and the fucking Wizzle. Bringing you another one. Bringing you another episode. And I'm going to try to make it an interesting one. Got a few things to talk about, but it's going to be relatively still difficult. Um, so, long story short, tonight at work went pretty well. I mean, it, it went very, it went better than what I thought it was going to. But at the end, we kind of had a little hiccup. And there was a big argument, I guess you could say. And I ended up getting dragged in in the middle of it. <clears throat> but it was all because of this delivery driver. <clears throat> now, this delivery driver is... She's got another job. Supposedly, she worked six months on, six months off. And so, in order to compensate, she works at Pizza Hut. I think that's kind of funny. I think it's kind of ironic that you're so successful. You've got all this ambition and all this stuff going for you, supposedly, but you're still working at Pizza Hut. So, she goes on and on about how she used to be a prison guard, and she, she, uh, you know, going on about the diving experience with her being on that boat. And so, anywho... She's the type of woman that always likes to gloat, and she's she's a feminist. Let's let's just put it out there. That's the easiest way to pull the bandaid off. But she's a feminist. She's one of those women that thinks that she's better than men, and thinks that women are men are under her, and you know she's so high and mighty, and she's so successful, and nobody should talk down to her, and blah blah blah. That kind of just sums her up in a nutshell. And so she came back to work probably a couple months ago. No, not even that. Probably a month ago. And she's been bouncing back and forth in between two different stores. Between my store and the one on the north side. Anywho, I never really liked her. She's always given me this vibe that She's like a snake. She's two faced And she's the type of person that will sit there and try and have a conversation with you and be all buddy-buddy and then turn around and talk behind your back. That's what I mean by two-faced. Somebody that will try and get you in trouble or snitch on you or make up shit behind your back. Anywho, for some reason... She keeps thinking all the time. You know, it's not like it's, oh, every once in a while. It's all the time. She keeps thinking that somehow, one way or another, Pizza Hut is fucking her out of her mileage. And it's not. And she's going on and on about how she's owed this money from the regional regional manager. She's never gotten paid. And... All this other bullshit. The reason why you didn't get paid was because they didn't owe you anything. Let's just put it out there. So. Anywho. 
there was a delivery that came up, and long story short, it was supposed to, there was two tickets, it was the same house, but it was, one of them was put in on accident, basically. Somebody else had put it in again, and they wanted wings with it this time. And they paid online for the wings. Well, no, they paid online for the triple treat box. But here's the conundrum with that. If I would have done it the way she was saying I should have done it, which is hilarious because she doesn't know what she's talking about, but there would have been a whole conundrum. There would have been a whole bitch fit because this person thinks they've already paid. Well, they actually did pay online, but if I would have let her take that order the way that she was going to do it, it would have been completely fucked up. It would have had to be remade, and she would have had to come back to the store and then to get the wings and then go back anyways. So it was a big fucking headache over this one order because... She didn't want to take it. I don't know why. You know, she's there bitching about how she needs as much money as she can get. She needs as many deliveries as she can get. And then whenever the time comes down to it, she doesn't want to take them. You know, for like for like the first half of her shift, she'll take a shitload of them. But then she'll just stop taking them. Or she'll start complaining about taking them. One of the two. So, I told her... You know, she kept trying to make, she kept trying to make up the orders. Like, she, she kept trying to be the boss, basically. She was trying to bark orders around to people. She was trying to tell me how to do my job. She was trying to tell this other kid what he should be doing. He should be delivering this. He shouldn't be delivering that. Like, you're not the boss. I'm the boss. So that's where you got to get things figured out, first, first of all. So... I told her when she comes back, you know, the, the system at Pizza Hut is very easy. First come, first serve. So first tickets come in, they're the first tickets that go out. So if ticket 70 comes in, 70, 71, 72, you don't take 70 and 72, you take 70 and 71. And she has this thing where she thinks she can dictate on which one she's not going to take and which one's she is going to take and which ones that the other delivery drivers are going to take and so it's a common rule that you come back to the store after you get done delivering you pick up another order you take it no questions asked no bitching about it complaining about it asking questions it's pretty straightforward there's an address on it you drive your fucking car there you drop off the pizza and you collect the money it's very simple she wants to make things a conundrum all the time. I'm outside having a, c- a cigarette break earlier. The first time I've had one in a while. She comes back into the store after making a delivery just to come out back to, to question me about shit. Asking me why, the, why did I put the pizza in the warmer instead of in a delivery bag. Be- so they would stay warm, you fucking idiot. 
Well, I was just wondering because, you know, it wasn't in a bag and this and that. Open your fucking eyeballs. Again, it's not hard. If it's not in a delivery bag, it's not in the warmer, then you come and talk to me and ask me, what's the deal? But when you come to me and you ask me, where's the pizza at? And it's clearly the only fucking pizza that's sitting in the warmer. That kind of pisses me off. And so I told her, you know, it, it needed to be taken. She's like, well, what do you mean it needs to be taken? I thought so-and-so was going to do that. And I said, he just came back. He just got back to the store just before you got back to the store. So it needs to be fucking taken. Like, I don't know what her problem was tonight, but... We're going to get into more, more about that. But, so she, she throws a conniption fit, kind of like she's huffing and puffing, throwing herself around, kind of. And she was getting ready to walk out of the door with the pizza without even dispatching it. And I'm like, are you going to dispatch those tickets? And she's like, well... No, I mean, I've, I've, and then she turns around and she tries to dispatch him. And I said, she tried dispatching on 77 and not 75. And I said, you need to take both of them. You need, well, you need to dispatch on both of them and take one of them. And she was trying to argue with me over that. Like, well, if I dispatch on both of them, then it's, it's going to fuck me over on my mileage. No, it isn't. It's the same fucking address. You know? It's not going to think that it's not going to fuck you over on your mileage because they're not two different houses. It's going to the same house. And one of them is going to get voided out whenever you get back. So she ends up coming back to the store and she's already pissy, I'm sure, from the whole time she was delivering. She was probably bitching and whining to herself while she was in the car. And she was bottling all that up the whole time. And when she came back into the store for the last time, um, we basically, it was getting towards the end of the night. It was getting closer to 10 o'clock. We didn't have any orders. I was thinking about sending her home at like 9 o'clock, to be honest. But I'm like, oh, I'll be nice. I'll let her, you know, stay and make some extra money. We didn't need two delivery drivers, though. We only needed one. And since she was being the problem, and she was fucking everything up, I was like, fuck it, you know? She was the first pick. And to be honest, I let her stay. So ten minutes before we're getting ready to shut down, not even ten minutes, right at ten o'clock pretty much, she decides that, you know, she's over there putting dishes away. The other delivery driver is doing the dishes. And she decides that she's going to go up to him while he's putting the dishes away and bark at him and tell him, that's not where that goes. You don't put that there. That's not where it goes. Instead of telling him, hey, man, that's not really where that goes. There's two different ways you can interpret things, and the way that you say things to people 
is 99% is how they're going to interpret it. The way you say things. And the way that she said it to him was probably nasty. It's probably bitchy. And so he went off on her. He was like, who do you think you are talking to me like I'm a little boy or some shit? Or like I'm your son or something? She's She lost it. She... What do you think you are talking to me that way? And blah, blah, blah. It was fucking conniption conundrum, conundrum fit. And so I just let him go at it for a minute. I was going to step in and say, hey, 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 why don't we all just calm down? Why don't you shut up? But I let him kind of argue it out for a minute because Marquise had a good point. And... You know, he wasn't in the wrong. It wasn't like he called her a bitch or stepped out of his place or, you know. He was simply telling her that you don't talk to me that way. And then she flipped it around on him and wanted to make it like he was the one that was talking down on her. And so she, she's like... I'm over there cleaning and shit. She comes up to me and says, That's it. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Go ahead and clock me out. Cash me out. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm done. All this other shit. I'm like, okay, fine. So I go over there to the drawer. And I'm getting in through the system. I'm logging in and everything. Getting ready to cash her out. And she just walks out to her car. And I'm thinking, okay. Maybe she's got to get her money together, you know. And some time goes by, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, and I could be doing five, ten other things right now. I'm sitting there and sitting there and sitting there, and it's already past closing. And I go out the front door, and she's in her car with the door open, on the phone talking to my boss. Whining and crying to my boss about how she's being mistreated, and all we want to do is stand around out back and smoke all day and we don't ever do anything and blah 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 first of all me and Aiden and Marquise ran that store single-handedly by ourselves me and Aiden could have done it alone but we didn't need her we didn't need her there we were just letting her make money so it wasn't a busy night, it wasn't like a Friday or Saturday, it's a fucking Monday. And what we do with our time while we're there is up to us, not up to you. Well, actually, it's up to me, it's not up to you. I get to make the rules. So, whenever I'm there, if you've got everything done, or if we've got three quarters of the stuff done, and we're on a very good track then yeah, I'll let them go out and have a cigarette break, you know. There's no magic number when it comes to how many breaks you get. And she's salty, and she's pissed off because she doesn't smoke. So every time she comes in the door and sees us smoking, she feels left out, she feels salty, she feels a certain way. And I hate to say it, but that's your problem. So... Her saying that none of us ever do any work and we're standing out back is a complete lie. A complete, bold-faced lie. 
like the only reason why that store got closed down was because of me and because of Aiden without us that store wouldn't be able to function so the fact that she's saying we're not doing anything we're not working of course we did we just did our whole shift and we closed the store down in record time so she's out there crying she's out there whining she's out there I shouldn't have to deal with this and blah 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 and I sat out there and smoked a whole cigarette listening to her complain <clears throat> and as I'm getting to the end of my cigarette she gets out of her car she's still talking to my boss she gets out of her car she throws her tantrum, temper tantrum up to the fucking door and as she's walking past me she yells loud enough or screams loud enough a comment directed towards me which was yeah all they want to do is sit outside and smoke pot all day or smoke fucking cigarettes all day and she said that as she was going in she said all three of them all they want to do is smoke all night and fucking so then cause like I said I've been waiting for her to cash her out so I go back inside right behind her and I'm like she's still whining and talking on the phone to my boss I said are you ready cause I'm fucking ready to cash you out and she's like oh now you're ready to cash me out I said, yeah, I've been waiting to cash you out. You went outside throwing your temper tantrum on the phone. Here I am waiting. So then, like I said, my boss was... She had said a couple things. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. My boss was like, there's no reason why you guys need to be arguing and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, we know that. Why don't you tell this bitch that? But I'm not going to let somebody who's below me tell me how the fucking game's gonna go so she's she was like you always do this Clayton you always do this talking talking about and cause I asked her I said what do you mean I always do this what are you fucking talking about she was like you always just sit there and take their side and you never stick up for anything and you just let them do whatever they want and I said listen I don't even know what the fuck's going on to be honest at that point I didn't secondly it's not my job when you two have a little bitch fest to get in the middle of it and be you know I'm not picking sides and I know that's what you're wanting me to do is be on your side I'm not picking sides I let you guys sit over there and I let you guys have your little bitch fest I'm not going to cut Marquise off and tell him he's wrong because he's not if you don't like it if you don't like it you shouldn't have dished it out period if you don't like being and he wasn't yelling at her he wasn't calling her names or anything but if you can't handle the heat stay out of the kitchen and you brought it all on yourself by going back there getting in his personal space and then talking down to him like he was a kid or like he was a slave or some shit, you know? He doesn't have to answer to her. The only person he has to answer to is me when I'm there. So, she was 
she pissed me off, she pissed Aiden off, she pissed Marquise off. So all three of us were pissed off at her. And that's not a very good thing. A feminist needs to understand her place. A woman needs to understand her place, but a feminist really needs to understand her place. You need to be aware of your surroundings, because when you put yourself in a situation where it's three-on-one, it's not going to look so good on you. Even if we did do some things that were wrong, and it was completely opposite, if it's three-on-one, the chances are boss is going to believe three people over one person so and we don't even have to lie or make up a story or anything to get rid of you because it's it's what happened so so my boss basically tells her you know there's nothing I can do about it I wish there was but there's nothing I can do about it until I talk to everybody about what happened and I'm not at work so I can't do that and she gets all pissy about it, you know. She explained to her again, you know, there's nothing I can do about it until I see what the fuck happened. And she was like, well, maybe you just need to start letting me work at the other store. And, you know, if it's going to be like this. And, yeah, I think that that'd be perfect. I think that's what needs to happen. Because you're only there for three days out of the week anyways. And every time that you're there... There's a fucking problem. So. Um, so yeah. She's whining. On the phone. My boss tells her. She has to get off of there. Um, you know. I told her. Like I said. Are you ready to, to be. For me to cash you out. And then like I said. She says. So now you're ready. And then I said, well, yeah, I've been waiting for you or whatever. And my boss says, because my boss was on speakerphone the whole time. And I kind of raised my voice at her. I kind of raised my voice at the delivery driver because I said, I've been waiting here this whole fucking time for you. So don't sit here and make it out to be like, oh, now I want you want to cash me out. So... Basically, my boss told her, just just cash out and go home. And <clears throat> I'm sitting there waiting, sitting there waiting. And I said, I had a customer that came through the drive-thru. And instead of sitting there waiting, I said, fuck it. I'm not cashing you out anymore. You can sit here and you can stay here. You want to take your fucking sweet time and play these games? I've got orders to fucking give out and I've got shit to be cleaning and I don't have time for this bullshit so she's still on the phone with my boss and she says did you hear that he says he's not going to cash me out he says he's not going to cash me out now did you hear that I said well yeah I'm fucking tired of waiting around for you the fuck and I told her you owe me $53 cause she told her why don't you just clock out well I can't clock out I get cashed out well no shit you stupid fuck so basically um tonight could have went smoother but we still pulled through we still got out of there at 10 30 
which is pretty good time still. If we didn't have to deal with her shit, we could have been out of there at 10.15. And we don't need her. She, she makes it seem like that store couldn't run without her or something or, you know. I could use one driver and have DoorDash the rest of that shit. I don't need her. And I'm going to tell my boss the same thing. And she wants to know what happened. She wants to, you know, because I already know my boss is going to... She's, she's going to make it out to be like, well, I should have done something different. Maybe I should have gone about it a different way or something. There's going to be something. And I'm going to tell her. The way that she acted was completely... Not only childish... But completely uncalled for. There is no reason, you know, when people don't want to work with you because of how much of a bitch you are or how many problems you cause, there's a problem. When you can't hold a job as a prison guard and you get fired, maybe there's a problem, you know. And. There's no reason, like I said, it was 10 o'clock, it was time to go home. There was no reason why we needed to cause all those headaches and all those problems when she could have just went home. But she wanted to cause a scene and all this other shit. That's fine, but do that somewhere else. And that's what I told my coworkers. I said, you know, we all don't want to be here already. But we all have a fucking job to do. And having people like her that makes our, our jobs worse is not what we need. We don't need to be more stressed out. I mean, we all eat piss and we all drink shit around here. So, whenever I work with people, I like to make the shift go as smoothly as possible. And that's the only person that we ever have a problem with. You know, it's not like we have a problem with any other delivery driver, really. Sometimes Carol, but... But, you know... She she came back, and there's, there's nothing you can do about a late ticket. Especially if you're taking two deliveries at a time. You're going to be gone for at least 30 minutes. So... Chances are, your third ticket is going to be late. So she comes in, and like I said, she bitches and whines that it's a late ticket. It's going to be cold by the time it gets there. Now, remember, earlier when I told her that that one order was in the warmer, she wanted to question me on why it was in the warmer. And now, she's saying, well, this delivery order is going to be cold by the time it gets there because it's in a bag. It's just sat here for the past 30 minutes. Okay. That's the way the cookie crumbles. We're not going to remake a whole other order just because you guys are slow as fuck. So. You know, and then when they did get behind, when one of them would be taken two, the other one would be taken two, and we'd have three more sitting there. 
there was a couple times where I went over to try to door dash it, and she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm door dashing this. And she would throw a fit then. She'd be like, please don't door dash it, because she wants to make as much money as she can. She didn't say that. She said, when I was at the other store, they door dashed it, and then didn't tell me about it, and it caused a whole bunch of problems. And then, Well, I didn't door dash it and not tell you about it. I didn't door dash it and then cancel it. You know what I'm saying? So, she always likes to use other stores as an analogy, as a baseline. Well, I was at the other store the other day and they did it like this. Or, when I was at the store the other day, they were three times busier than this. Well, that's fine. That's cool. But we're not at the other store. So, you want to be in a hectic situation all the time, go over to the other store. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm getting about fed up of being a shift lead, being a manager, and not having any power to do anything about it. So, if she wants me to be a leader, then they need to make it to where I can lead. They need to make it to where I can write people up, send people home. And that's what I'm going to start doing in the future. So she's kind of fucked herself because in the future, if she starts getting lippy or just getting an attitude, I'm just going to send her home. It's 8 o'clock. It's slow. We don't need another delivery driver, so go home. She'll probably throw a fit about that, too on why she's getting sent home an hour early or two hours early. And I don't really care. I'm at the point where I don't care. So, if it was up to me, she would have gotten a write-up for real. She would have gotten a write-up. And he wouldn't have gotten a write-up because, like I said, he was just doing basically what he needed to do and not letting her tell him some bullshit. So, I don't know what her problem was. Like I said, I don't know <laughs> what she expects, but when, you, when you're a pizza delivery driver, you got a certain way that you have to do things, period. And there's no negotiating about it. You come to, like I said, you come to work, you pick up a delivery bag, you drop it off, you get the money. That's all it takes. You don't have to, you know, come into the store asking me 50 fucking questions. Stupid questions. Like, are the extra sauces in there? Yeah, the extra sauces are fucking in there. Did you look? Ooh. So, drinking on a little fireball right now, and some PBR, and I'm not a big fireball kind of guy, I'm not going to lie, but my co-worker talked me into buying him some liquor whenever we got off work, and... I ended up buying him some 
different shots, different flavors for him and his girlfriend. They didn't have a very big selection. So he was like, you know what? You should just take a couple of those. And I'm like, no, I'll just take this one right here. So I got a little double shot of Fireball. And um, <laughs> I almost forgot. I got to give him back his six bucks that I didn't spend. Forgot I had it in my pocket. But, you know, when we got done at work, we all went out back and we gossiped. We talked about, you know, what was said, what happened, how the day went, how we can improve, you know. <clears throat> and they all wanted to know, well, both of them, I say them all, but they both wanted to know what was said from my boss. And the one kid, the poor, you know, Marquise, I, I just, I feel bad for him. Because he's got like a mental thing deep down inside where he's always apologizing for shit. He's always thinking that he's doing something wrong when he's not. And it's just something that he can't really help. So, like I said, he's always apologizing to me whenever he doesn't have to. And after the argument between him and Carrie, I said, they wanted to know what was said, and I said, well, I'll have to talk to you guys about it in a minute, as soon as we get everything closed up, and he kind of, he got a little scared, you know, he was like, well, just tell us now, and I said, well, I can't tell you now, so just going to have to wait until we're done, and so he got even more scared. And he was like, you're not, I'm not getting fired over this, am I? And I laughed at him and said, no, you're not getting fired over this, man. You know, that's the least of my worries right now. I would never let you get fired over that bitch, you know. I just, I can't tell you the story right now. <laughs> so I got out there, I told him the story and everything, and at the end of all of it, because like I, like I told him, I said, they said they really liked working with me and everything. And I said, I'm just... Um, I've never been a boss before. But from this job recently, it's taught me how to be a better boss. What I think being a good boss is. And, you know, having a level head on your shoulders is one of those big things. So... Basically, when I come into work every day, I told him, I said, the only thing that I care about is us having a good time, or trying to have a good time, and us going home on time. And they said, that's why we like you, because we always go home on time. And then one of them said, you know why else we like you? And I said, why? And he said, because you're just chill. You're just laid back. And not only are you laid back, but we always get shit done the right way. And I said, yeah, like every time I come in there to work, I have a game plan going on in my mind from the time I walk in the door. And in my mind, 
during all the stress and all the craziness, I'm thinking to myself, what do I need to do next? And, you know, getting the stupid shit out of the way, like cleaning the fryer, um, doing my critical counts, doing my temperature logs, doing all my paperwork. In between that, I still have to be able to delegate tasks to other people. And so I have a very good, um, what do you call it? I have very good visions, I guess, whenever I'm at work. And I can generally tell if it's going to be a slow day. I can generally tell if it's going to be a busy day. And I can generally look ahead two hours from, from now and tell you if we're going to get out of work on time. And that's just, I don't know, I've gotten better at it. It's called time management, I guess. And so, you know, let's say all the, all the dough hasn't been started, the dishes are fucking piled up, and I tell Aiden to go get on dishes, or to go start dough. He isn't going to want to do it. Nobody wants to do it. I don't want to do it. There has been many times, though, whenever I've done dough all by myself. So, but anywho, nobody wants to do it. But the thing is, when I tell you to go do it, it's for a good reason. I'm not just telling you to go do it because I don't want to do it. It's because when I tell you to do something, like I said, it's generally for a good reason. I, I, I just, it's hard to explain, but there's certain points in time throughout the shift where I'm like, okay, we need to start dough. Or else we're going to be fucked. Um, while somebody else is starting dough, I'm thinking, okay, we've got an hour's worth of dishes probably here. And I'm running the cut table and the make table at the same time. So I'm running the cut and the make table and then I, you know, back and forth between that is crazy. Because you got to make the pizzas and then you got to rush over there and get the pizzas out of the other side. Then you got to go back, make more pieces, come back and get more pieces out of the other side. And then you got to go back to the dish area, maybe put some, a few dishes in there, start a load, come back to the make table. It's a vicious cycle. But if you don't have a level head and you can't, you know, if you can't pause for a minute and think about what you need to be doing, then you're not going to make a good leader. There has been plenty of times, more than I can count, where I've been given a shitty fucking hand of cards. Shitty workers, a shitty team, people that don't want to work. And not only that, but I have like three people in the whole store. And the other two don't want to fucking work. I've been given those hands before. I've been given, I've been dealt a shitty hand. And still came out on top. Still got everything done. There's only been one night where I stayed there until like 2 in the morning. And I scheduled out at 10 o'clock. 
So there was one night where I stayed four hours after, and ever since then, I don't let it happen. And the only reason why I stayed late that night is because none of the dough was done. So I had to do it all by myself, and the dishes were backed up, like I said, about an hour, hour and a half worth of dishes. So, from now on, I see somebody standing around or something, I say, hey, why don't you go do, do, do those dishes, or hey, we should probably start dough here soon. And like I said, I know it's not fun, I know nobody wants to do it, so a lot of times, if I have the time, if I don't have any orders on the screen, I'll go back there and I'll help. I'll help, you know, grease the pans up, go and get the dough out of the cooler. I'll help get the lids and stacking the shit, you know. And it seems like it goes by twice as fast. Tonight we didn't have a whole bunch of dough to prep, so pretty straightforward but you know I went for a whole week with no dough prep list I had no idea on what to prep I just had to look at it with my eyes and kind of guess I had to kind of think you know it's gonna be a Friday yeah we've only we got 30 breadsticks in there but we're probably gonna need another 50 Same thing with the pan dough, you know. If it's a Monday, you can make like, I don't know, 15 pans. If it's a Friday, you better have 20, at least. And other things. Other things. You know, you just look at it and you're like, yeah, that's not going to get us through the day, you know. I walk into work and I see there's one thing of fucking thin crust that's thawed out, that's not going to work. <clears throat> because not only do we sell a lot of thin crust, but here lately we've been using thin crust to make the melts. I've walked in there with no pastas made, no cookies prepped, no cinnamons made, no crust that's been stretched or no crust that's been sauced or cheese. And I've had to do that shit. And so these workers that are around there that whine and complain all the fucking time, I'm like, suck it up. It's not that fucking big of a deal. Nobody wants to be on make table. Nobody wants to be making pizzas. And it's because, you know, during the rush time, you get slammed. You get like fucking, you know, one order that's got four pizzas and two cinnamon rolls and a fucking breadstick just in one order. Then you got a big dinner box with two pizzas, another breadstick, and a pasta, and then, you know, you got another fucking order that's got four large hand toss, and, you know, it, it, can, it can get to the point where you get overwhelmed. And if you don't know how to finish one thing, and then move on to the next, you're going to you're gonna get backed up. And not only are you going to get backed up, but you're going to get clusterfucked, you're going to get confused, 
And so there's some people that aren't cut out for it. There's some people that are. And I feel like I am. And within the past six months, I've grown exponentially on my leadership skills, my time management, my dependability, um, and being a, being able to delegate tasks to other people is the main thing. It's really hard for me as a manager. It's really hard for me to delegate to other people because I feel like I feel bad for them. You know, I really do, in a sense. I'm like, yeah, man, I know you don't want to go do this dough, but it's got to be done. Or, yeah, you know, I know you don't want to fucking portion out chicken wings, but it's got to be done. I don't know. I haven't been very good at delegating, but I'm getting a lot better at it. And I pick up my slack. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, you just don't want to go do it, so that's why you're making everybody else do it. Nine times out of ten, I can't do it, because I'm on the cut table, cutting pieces for four hours straight. So, you know, I wish I could go back there and help, but sometimes I can't. So, I think she changed the schedule around on me too. She had me off for one day this next week. One day. And to be honest, I was looking forward to it. I was like, you know what? Fine. You want to schedule me for a whole fucking week, pretty much? I'll take that. And then she changes it again. Right after that, she changes it, and come to find out, I'm looking at the schedule today, and I'm off the day after tomorrow. So I don't have 40 hours anymore. I have 35 again. Now, I don't know why she would have done that. You know, if you thought I was good enough to have 40 hours and shit, I don't know why she would have taken them away, but probably to save on labor. Probably to get a bonus. And that's another thing. If she keeps her labor down, if she doesn't have to pay out as much labor or whatnot, she gets a bonus. That's crazy. Because a lot of days, we need the help. We need the extra work. I've been saying for the longest time, she needs to hire one more cook, she needs to hire one more customer service rep, and, and there's some days where we don't have any workers, and she schedules somebody off or whatever, you know, on a day when we needed them, and then we're fucked, and it's all because she wants to save on labor hours. Now, that place gets plenty of money and has plenty of fucking labor hours 
to give to everybody, to give to more people. I know this. And, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a circus. It's a, it's a slideshow. It's, they want you to do a good job. They want you to be a leader, but they don't give you the tools that you need to do it. They want you to be a good worker and dependable, but they don't want to give you the hours that you deserve. I deserve 40 hours a week. Period. Especially after picking up her slack for a week, week and a half. And especially since the other shift lead has quit, and he's only working one day a week. And then the other shift lead quit. There should be no reason why I can't get my hours. And there should be no reason why you should be taking five hours away from me, you know, to be honest. So it is what it is at the end of the day. I've been looking for another job here and there. Not really trying that hard, but I've been saying to myself that I need to get a new job. And this is just the icing on the cake, because with as much shit that I've had to put up with, I should be getting paid $18 an hour, not 16 And then putting up with more shit than I should deal with, with running the whole store basically by myself, and then getting shit on by getting my hours cut again, you know, and you I told a co-worker about it kind of because I was pissed off and they're like well what are you pissed off about and I told them and they were like well you should be happy that you got two days off and I said well that's the thing there for the longest time she was giving me three days off two days off three days off and then she had it to where I thought she was going to just give me one day off and I need the fucking money you know <clears throat> So, it's either, you know, I want to have a consistent schedule. So, it's either you're going to work me 40 hours a week, or you're going to work me 30 hours a week, or 40 hours a week, period. There's no reason why one week it's 40, one week it's 28, the next week it's fucking 35. It shouldn't be like that. Especially since I'm the only other shift lead... I'm the only manager there besides the general manager. Pretty much. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But. You know. I can already tell you that. The only good thing about this job. Is. Well the only two things that are good about this job. Is that it pays my bills. And that it's given me experience. And like I said, I've never been a manager anywhere before. But I've worked for many places for many years. And I always thought, if I was a manager, I would fucking... This store would be running top tip shape, you know what I mean? And now that I have that chance, I can't run the store the way I want to because 
I can't write people up. I can't discipline people. So if you can't discipline anybody, they're going to just do whatever the fuck they want. Nine times out of ten. Then you got to start yelling at them. You got to start being, you know, an asshole because, you know, they're not listening. And I don't want to be that. I don't want to be a fucking asshole. But if you're not listening, and there's shit that needs to be done, and there's no way around it, and I can't write you up, I'm going to be a fucking asshole. Anywho, smoke a little bit of weed. It's just, I don't know. I really do, I like my job because I have people there that depend on me to get through their work day. And they might not be around there for that much longer. I know Aiden was just talking about this on the way home. And he said, I'm really worried about what the store is going to look like after I leave and after Harlan leaves, and after such and such leaves. Because people have been talking about it, and I said, well, I don't really plan on staying around here either. You know, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to be around if everybody else leaves. And he was like, yeah, that's kind of why I've got Jimmy to stay as long as I have, because... I convinced him to stay. I told him, you know, it's a lot more fun working here with me. And, you know, it, it's, I don't know, three quarters of the time, it's a shit show. Quarter of the time, I actually enjoy being what I am when I'm there. Because <clears throat> I know that even if it is a shit show, it's going to be running the smoothest that it possibly can as long as I'm there. And like I said, there's people there that depend on me. You know, if I wasn't working there, they probably wouldn't be working there. Because if it was more strict and they had a lot more shit to be doing and whatnot, they probably wouldn't be working there. Hmm. Anywho. Where the fuck did that... Oh, there it is. Hmm. So, I can't just... I would feel really bad right now if I found another job somewhere else and just left Aiden sitting there and everybody else I would really feel bad about Aiden I would really I wouldn't care about anybody else maybe Marquise or Marquise but there's nobody else really there besides Cheyenne Marquise and Aiden that I would give a shit about Everybody else is just like, eh, yeah, I could do without knowing you. So, 
that would feel really bad because they would have to work with a new shift lead and that's what Aiden said is the whole time I've been here for a whole year there's been so many different shift leads and the fact that you stuck around says something but he also said that we're probably not going to be sticking around that much longer you know so he's basically giving me the heads up that you know start looking now basically because it's not going to be fun to work with anybody else and not only that but you have to retrain them and even when you retrain somebody it's different so with the with a certain team that I do have me and Aiden can just we can rock out that shit there's just a certain frequency that me and him connect on and you know I help wherever I can help he helps wherever he can help and we just kind of come together if he's behind on the make table and he's got pieces backed up and I don't have anything coming out of the oven I'll go back and help him if he's on cut table and you know he's got wings that are coming up and he can't fucking you know he's behind I'll fucking jump over there I'll start boxing shit I'll start putting in the warmer for him and in delivery bags so we kind of make a good team I really like working with him he's a good worker and he doesn't bitch about shit he just gets it done I think that people like that deserve appraisal I think that people like that deserve recognition because here he is, a 17-year-old kid. I don't like to call him a kid because he's he's an adult. I mean, he just had a kid with his wife. He's trying to go back to to further his education, and he's just more mature. You know, he might as well be called an adult. So. <coughs> But he's one of the most hard-working adults that I've ever found. So, there's not that many out there where you just ask them something, where you say, hey, can you do me a favor? And they're like, yeah. But he's going to go far. He's going to go far. I don't know what he's going to do in his life, but he's going to go far. Talked about getting into trade school and shit. Who knows? <coughs> Anywho, this podcast is coming to an end. I'm probably going to end up making another one. Since I've got a little bit more beer to drink. So, tune in for the next one. See Jizzle in the Wizzle signing out. <laughs>